Hello, everybody. Welcome to this convention prep episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast where we watch a randomly selected horror movie every week. I'm Bob. And I'm Ben. Hey, Ben. Hey, Bob. What's up, my dude? <laughs> I thought you were going to take that in a very different direction. My, uh. <laughs> I cannot. If, I think, if I'm thinking of what you're thinking of, I can't say that. Are you sure? Yes. 100% both, I cannot both say me that. me and the audience can't see... Can't see you at all, so... Ben? Go either way. I can't say that. <laughs> I just... I can't. Ugh. That, you know? All right. Just well, not allowed. <laughs> we're we're back for another convention prep episode. Today we're doing Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yup. Woo. This one is uh, one I'm excited about. I'm because glad you're excited about it. I know very little about this film except for, like, I think it's on Netflix... And I've seen it, like, scrolling through Netflix a couple of times. So that's all you know? Yeah. Okay. And I just, like, I've seen it started playing, like, parts of the movie like Netflix does. I hate that. I do, too. It sucks. Especially, it's not even, like, for spoiler reasons. It's just, like, annoying. Yeah, it's like, why am I, I don't care. I'm scrolling. Leave me alone. Like, you stop for half a second, and it's like, ah, yes, you want to see the entire trailer for this movie. But also, it, like, slows down your scrolling, because it, Mm -hmm. like, expands. It's just, I get why it's there, because when you want it, it's handy. Mm Mm-hmm. But 99% of the time, you don't. Because if you're going, at least for me, I'm going to Netflix. I know what I'm watching. I'm going for something specific. I'm going to look for something. Now, if you don't know, it's nice. Great. And But I don't do that with like streaming platforms, really. Only YouTube. I'll go to YouTube and just be like, what's on the homepage? Yeah. That's about it, really. All right. Are you ready to get into it? Well, we mentioned something. Oh, you want to talk about that? Yeah, we want to talk about that because that's actually really cool because it's I semi-relevant. I wasn't sure if you wanted to save it for like the actual board episode. Nah, because we remembered it right now and we'll forget by the time the actual board episode that comes around. That is how this works. Every time. <laughs> so there's a new movie coming out. I think it's called Voyage of the Demeter? Demeter. Deme- is it Demeter? I think I, so. Demeter. I, I assumed it was Demeter like the... Um, is it? Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. But I was thinking like uh, Demeter like the god. Yeah, the last voyage of, and then that word. And we're going to look up the exact pronunciation. How about that? Sure. Demeter. Demeter. Bitch. I thought it was Demeter. That's the American pronunciation. I don't know what the Greek pronunciation is, but I don't care. (laughs) Okay, anyway. But it's, the premise of that film is that it's basically Dracula's boat. What happens on Dracula's boat? Do you need me to explain it because I actually know what it is? Well, I kind of know what it is. But, like, I actually know it. Yeah, I've never read Dracula. Okay, so there's basically a very, very, very small part of Dracula. And I forget what the exact section is in the book. I think it's just, like, a ship log that you get to see very briefly. And I want to say it's at the end of the book Mm -hmm. or at the beginning. I can't remember. That just mentions, like, this is the crew. And then, like, this is who got off the boat. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Like, super, super short. And so that inspired a very brief scene in the original Dracula film that has a little bit more in depth, but it's at the beginning of the movie uh, where they show Dracula's voyage from, like, Transylvania, which, uh, fun fact, I've been there. Oh, I've yeah. been to his castle. I forgot about that. It's fun. But from, like, Romania to, where is it set? Isn't it England? I want to say England. It is England, I'm pretty sure. It's been a while since I've seen Dracula. I've never seen Dracula. Well, like a play or read the book mm-hmm. or yeah. anything. But yeah. You get to see, like, a brief clip, and it's, like, I don't want to say, it's probably not even five minutes. It's probably, like, two or three. That just, like, covers the boat, and then, like, the end mm-hmm. with, like, the boat arriving. And it's probably one of the more interesting parts of that movie, even though it's super brief. And someone was like, what if we made that into a movie? Mm-hmm. 
because what you know is basically nothing. Yep. But it's basically, oh, there was a bunch of people on this boat with Dracula. Yep. Now there's no people on this boat. <laughs> and just Dracula. Yeah. Well, they don't know Dracula's there. Well, yeah. But still, it's very cool. Yeah, it's a really, really like dark bit of the story that's really glossed over. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, let's make that into a film. Um, so that's going to be called, what, The Last Voyage of the Demeter? Yep. Super cool. The only reason I, re- like, I, it, the movie looks cool, trust me. Like, I lo- I've seen some teaser stuff. It looks cool. It looks interesting. We'll probably watch it on the show at some point. If we ever do Dracula as a category, that would be cool because there are a lot of different versions of Dracula. Yeah, and I think Dracula is one of those things where that would make a better premise than just vampires. Yeah, I was thinking Cause vampires, like, but Dracula's better. You can do vampires as a, a category. And then, like, if you wanted to, like, narrow it down, you could do Dracula. And I would like to watch some Dracula stuff. Because, like, how we do zombies, and then you could narrow that down to, like, infection zombies, Mm -hmm. like, magic zombies, stuff like that. Yeah. The reason I mention it, and it's relevant to this show, is the man playing Dracula in that is Javier Botet, who we saw play, oh, what is her last name? I know her first name is Nina. What is her last name? Do you remember? From Wreck. Yeah. He's the guy that does basically the monster of those films. And he does such a good job as, like, a creature actor that I'm so excited to see what he does with something iconic as Dracula. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Dracula turns out, though. Because, like... From what I've seen, he's pretty monstrous. I mean, yeah, I've seen, I've seen a picture because you sent me a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure we've seen about the same amount then. It's just, like, an interesting choice because, like, it's Dracula, mm-hmm. which is pretty iconically, like... Humanoid? Not monstrous. So it's a weird decision to make, and I'm not sure if I like it. I'm curious. Or not. I'm just kind of curious, and I think it'll depend on like execution, if it's good or not. I think Javier Botet is definitely going to do a good job. No, he's a good creature actor. I meant more specifically whether or not I like that portrayal as mm-hmm. a creature rather than a... Oh, no, I just thought of a really... suave dude. I just thought of a really good way for them to spin it. Because what if, like, they're out on the water... And none of them know that Dracula's just, like, flying around the ship at night, picking people off and shit. And he's just, like, walking around the boat by himself, acting normal. You know what I mean? What if it's, like, a hidden thing? I Like a whodunit style thing, but we all know it's just Dracula? I doubt it's a hidden thing. Really? Yeah. Because, like, that doesn't necessarily work with the setup. I guess, yeah. I don't know. Because I know the setup. You don't. That's fair. Like, the specifics of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that really works with it. Okay. I just thought I'd bring it up because... A, Javier Botet's back, and I'm excited to see what he can do being Dracula, because that's fucking cool. But also, just looks like a cool horror movie that we're probably going to watch at some oh, point. Oh, yeah. I, I've, I've been following the um, production of it since before it like got announced. Yeah, I remember we talked about it back when we first started the show. You were talking about like the premise and that it was like floating around that a movie like that was going to get made. Uh, Nina Medeiros, by the way. That was her last name. I couldn't remember her last name. We need to finish that series. There's four of them? I think so. Yeah. Those are, those movies are real good. All right. Uh, you just ready to start, though? Yeah, now we can go. Okay. Sorry, I just are wanted sure? to bring that up. Okay. So we're watching Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. It's a 2010 film. I didn't know it was that, like, early. I thought it was, like, newer than that. Mm, nah. That's pretty old. I mean, that's, what, 13 years ago now? Yeah, but I thought it was from, like, I don't know, 2015 or something? 2014? Nah. I think that's when it went up around Netflix. That's probably I it, why it I think that. Probably what you were, like... 14 or so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I remember watching this, like, I think in, like, 2010, like, right around when it came out. Oh, okay. And by the way, since this might annoy you, so I'm going to tell you, 
I think the technical title is Tucker and Dale versus Evil, mm-hmm. and then like the promotional title is Tucker and Dale versus Evil with like the and symbol. Oh, so you see it both ways. I just wrote and like the word. I use the and symbol because that's how it is on like all the posters. What is that? Isn't it called like an ampersand? I don't know. Nah, I don't know either. You're I the English major. Yeah, but I don't need to know what it's called. Why not? I'm. It's an and symbol. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like. I, I know where it is on the keyboard. I know its usage. I know when you're not supposed to use it. You're not supposed to use it? Well, I mean, it, it gives off a certain vibe, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought there was, like, a grammatically incorrect way to use it. Well, I mean, you could be, like, you can make a run-on sentence. I guess that's true. Like, Bob and Ben do a podcast, and they review movies, and they talk about them afterwards, and... Okay. Yeah. I understand. Anyways, uh, Description. Two men find themselves face-to-face with the most sinister forces known to man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Evil. Evil, yeah. Straight up. Uh, it's an hour and 29 minutes long. It's rated R. Ooh. Review scores. IMDb gave it a 7.5 out of 10. It's pretty good. And in a first time, and I don't want to say last time for this podcast, but it it's pretty... I haven't seen this before. And it's just very unlikely, especially with how old this movie is. It has an 85% for both tomato and audience score. Oh, damn. Holy shit. Right? That's kind of cool. That's weird. That's never happened. I saw that. And I was like, huh. I can't believe that's never happened. That's really but interesting. that's also, like, super interesting because, you know, this movie's 13 years old now. Mm-hmm. So basically all the reviews it's going to get have come out for the most part. Um, so that's, like, a pretty stable equal review. Yeah, and it's interesting that critics and audiences liked it about the same amount. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting and weird statistic. I like it, too. <laughs> I, well, yeah, but I knew you liked it coming in because you were excited when we announced it last oh, episode. So excited. I know. I watch this film not all the time because I don't like to overwatch films, mm-hmm. but I do watch it about like every Halloween or so. Yeah. That's I fun. do that with a couple of movies, but <laughs> Never I don't know. You watch movies. Halloween, too, a lot. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, that's more of like I like to put stuff on in the background when I'm doing other stuff, and I have like... I need to buy more Blu-rays, to be honest. I don't have that many yet. Yeah. I'm kind of running I'm running beating low. you out now. Huh? I'm going to beat you out soon. Oh, fuck you. So, like, I like to just put on stuff while I'm cleaning. And uh, normally it's like Halloween 2 or Halloween. You know, those are my go-tos right Fair now. Fair enough. All right. Awards. It has 12 wins and 14 nominations. God damn. Uh, notable actors. Can go into this. Uh, Tyler Labine as Dale. You might know him as the Greek Council VP. In Monsters University. I've never seen Monsters University. Well, I tried. I was like, let me get something Bob might have actually seen for once. A Pixar movie. Yeah, I haven't seen I that came one. came close, because I know you've seen Monsters, Inc. I love Monsters, Inc. Why haven't you seen the sequel? Never had any interest. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I've heard it's good. I just, like, I love Monsters, Inc., but I saw it when I was in the age range to watch that movie. Right. And when Monsters University came out, I was too old, and I just, I just didn't get around to it. Well, yeah, you were like 12 or 13, but also, like, it's a Pixar movie. They're made yeah. enough so that you can kind of watch them when you're But older. also, like, I was past my watching movie stage of my life. Fair enough. I just didn't, I just, from like... Bob's life was very depressing from what from I From the age of, like, 10 up, I just didn't watch movies. I just didn't do it. That's kind of weird, though, because you had a younger sibling. I had two younger siblings, and they watched whatever they wanted. They were definitely in that age range. Oh, for so sure. I'm just surprised you didn't see it, like, through them. Nope. <laughs> okay, well, I tried. Uh, the other thing he's in, and this is always the thing that like I know him from besides this movie, is he's Kevin uh, from Deadbeat. 
I don't know what that is. Uh, he was on 34 episodes from 2014 through 2016. He's the main character of this show where the joke is he's like a deadbeat, right? Okay. But he's a psychic who can see dead people. Oh, okay. But he's just kind of like, I don't want to say he's a fuck up, but he's like not really a successful psychic. <laughs> like, okay. He can see the the dead, but because he like, actually takes it seriously not seriously but because he's like actually honest about how the dead are and what they want and he doesn't play up like the theatrics Mm -hmm. he's not like super popular i see i see okay so he doesn't have a lot of money and he's also like a big stoner Mm. the name is really familiar like i've heard that name quite a few times it's a hulu original that's probably how you know it Mm. but it's one of those shows where like the first season it's pretty good second season it's all right and then mm. the last season? Not great. Not great. Damn. That sucks. But he's the main character of that, so that's always pretty interesting. Maybe I'll like watch him. it. Yeah, because it's a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alan Tudyk as Tucker. I didn't know this. He plays a bunch of different people on Harley Quinn. Oh, I haven't seen that, but I've heard it's very funny. Uh, including, among others, like a lot, Clayface. Okay. The Joker. Oh, he's the Joker voice. Yeah. That. Whoa, that's cool. Okay. That's, I didn't know that, so that's that's the one I'm giving you for him. But he's been on like 34 episodes between that's 2019 cool. and 2023. Good for him. I've heard that show's quite good. Katrina Bowden as Allison. I don't know how you pronounce it. Siri? Sari? Carrie? How do you spell it's it? C-E-R-I-E. Sari? Sari? Yeah. Sure. I guess. I don't know. But... She was on 30 Rock for 99 episodes between... I never watched 30 Rock. 2006 and 2013. I heard it was good. I watched it as a child. And that's the other thing. I was kind of out of 30 Rock's age range. No, Bob. That is not a show for children. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but and I it, watched it as a kid, and it was fun then. Like, the first couple seasons are better than the later ones. You know, classic kind of mm-hmm. long-running sitcom stuff. And I haven't watched it since that original, like, watch. But what I've heard from, like, people who've watched it that are now my age or, like, older, uh, who watched it when they were, like, my age when I first watched it, so much funnier now. Really? Because all the – there was a lot of jokes that, like, didn't necessarily go over your head but weren't as funny to you. Okay. When you didn't get the implications behind them. Yeah, that makes sense. Because there's some, like, political humor and stuff like that, too. Mm -hmm. Next one up is – Jesse Moss as Chad. Oh, no. Uh, he played Jason Wise in Final Destination 3. Oh, I, pff, I don't know if that's the one I've seen. I don't remember. Which We've one? been over this multiple times, and I Which never remember. Which one is remember. it? Uh, it's the one where the lady gets like cooked up in the suntan thing. Is that 3? Yeah. I've seen that movie. Yep. That's not how I would describe for future reference. That's Bob. the only one I remember. That's the only thing I remember about that film. Are you sure you saw all of it? I saw at least that part. Okay, you did not see all of it. Because for future reference, if you're ever going to describe a Final Destination film to someone, A, don't describe any of the, the later kills, because that's just spoilery, right? Fair enough. What you describe... I hadn't thought about it. ...is the initial kill. Oh. Like the first one? Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. That Did makes you, sense. Do you know the pro- the premise of Final Destination? B- people die. Oh, no, you don't know the premise of Final nope. Destination. Do you I want don't me to tell shit. you the premise of Final Destination? We're going to get to it. I know, but do you just want me to tell you? Because it's... it's it's the premise of the whole franchise. Like, it's not okay. Yeah, sure. Just the what premise is it? of one movie. And I mean, like, spoiler warning here for Final Destination. Because if you can go into the first Final Destination not knowing this premise, it's great. Okay. Do we want to do a spoiler warning here? Can I? 
Then just don't tell me. Oh, okay. I just figured you already knew because you've seen. No, I don't. I, I, on God, I think I watched. I think just that kill. Maybe just that kill. I don't know. I don't remember how I watched it. I might have been walking through the room when that happened or something. Okay. Well, then I won't tell you. Because you know me. I don't watch horror stuff. And I'm sure someone was watching that movie and I went, I'm going to walk through this room to grab something and I'm going to watch this happen and go, that was horrific. I'm leaving now. That's fair. (laughs) That's probably what happened. I guess, but yeah, if you can get into Final Destination without knowing the premise of Final Destination, great first watch, at least the first movie. Okay, that's cool. I mean, it's a it's a premise for all the movies, as it is with the series. Philip Granger as Sheriff. He played Uncle Larry from Upload. He was on two episodes in 2020. Brandon J. McLaren as Jason. Uh, he played Toby in She's the Man. Christy Lang as Naomi. She played Michelle from iZombie. Between 2018 and 2019, she was on nine episodes. I watched that show. I don't remember who that is. Yeah, I didn't remember who it is either. I've seen that show in its entirety. It's quite good. it's one of the main character's friends. Probably. But, like, from the beginning. beginning? Yeah, that makes sense. But I didn't know off the top of my head. I didn't either. Because, like, 2018, 2019 is, like, the first season, right? Yeah, I think so. Chellen Simmons as Chloe. She played Ashley Freund in Final Destination 3. Lots of Final Destination actors. Well, there's just two. That's two, but that's a lot. But they're the same film, too. Yeah. Hmm. Travis Nelson as Chuck played Riley from the lake. He was on 15 episodes between 2023 and 2022. Alex Arsenault as Todd played Trevor from Supernatural. Uh, he was on one episode in 2010. Like I a d- one episode. I was about to say, I don't remember a character being named Trevor. And I've seen, like, that. up to, like, season eight of that show. That's fair. Adam Boychesny. You, Chesney? I don't know. As Mitch uh, played Will from You, Me, Her. He was on 15 episodes from 2019 to 2020. And then finally, Joseph Allen Sutherland as Mike. He played Cop 2 in Leviathan from Supernatural. Uh, he was on one episode in 2011. Huh. Okay. I think it's very interesting that this film has a ton of TV actors rather than movie actors. It's well, very different. A good amount of these actors are smaller. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, like, like this film, I like it, and I think it has a lot of popularity amongst horror fans, uh, but it, from what I can tell, was a limited release. Mm, okay. I think it's win, one of its wins, I think it was the one from Fangoria, Ooh. was best limited release, slash direct-to-video. Okay, that makes sense. Just so you know right now. Director is Eli Craig. Mm, I thought you were going to say Eli Roth. No. I was like, Eli Roth that'd directed a, this film? That'd be a very different movie. <laughs> I know. Oh I was my like, God. oh, no. That'd be a very different movie. I have expected you to say, uh, well, who is it, James Wong, the guy that does Final Destination? Because there are two actors from those That's films fair. in this. Uh, there's another reason for that. Oh, okay, cool. There's also a reason for all the Supernatural actors. Oh. Because I didn't mention it, uh, but a bunch of these actors were also in Supernatural besides the ones I mentioned. Oh, awesome. Okay. As little roles, but yeah. He also wrote and directed Little Evil. Don't know if you're familiar with that. I've it was heard on of that. Netflix because it's a Netflix original. I've heard of that, but I don't know what it is. It's like, what's it? I think this guy. I want to say he starts dating this woman, mm-hmm. and she has a kid. Ah, but the kid's the Antichrist. <laughs> nice, <laughs> classic blunder. Dating a woman with children. The Antichrist. That's <laughs> the, not the Antichrist. Issue. Ah, <laughs> uh, if you couldn't tell from that, he also wrote this film. Yeah, uh, the other writer is Morgan Jurgensen. Jurgensen? It's with a J. I'm going to okay. say Jurgensen. He really hasn't worked on a lot else. Okay. The only thing he's written since this was one episode of 
Fast Lane in 2019. I don't even know what that is. Uh, budget is five million. It's pretty solid for uh, a director video film, at least an estimate from what I could find. Not sure how like close that is, but the box office was uh 5.2 million worldwide. For director video, making but its budget not director video limited release limited release. I'm sorry, uh, but making its budget for limited release is very very good. That's pretty fucking solid. Yeah, especially for like a horror movie too. A horror movie in the 2010s 2010? mm-hmm. that probably didn't get a lot of like super big hype. Yeah, it was really good because it made what 1.1 times its budget. Yeah, which I mean, thoughts? I feel like uh, in a lot of cases, limited release or like streaming films don't make their money up. Like, when they release them and stuff? Like, usually don't at least cover their budget? Limited release rely on DVD sales and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so a big part for them is either having a really low budget to begin with or having a very good name attached Yep, to, like, make up their their losses. But that's, like, usually over a long time period because, like, DVD sales and stuff. And then streaming stuff, that's not designed to make up its budget. No. That is designed to be a number... On a streaming platform. Yeah, to sell subscriptions, basically. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, what's a good example? Like, The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people love that show, uh, but I, I don't even know if it's made up its budget. Probably not. Because they spend so much money on it. It's just an expensive show to make. And it brings a lot of people to the service. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, maybe if we counted every person who watched it and all their money was going to that show. Yeah, but it's be, not. But it's how much they're playing for Disney Plus, which is a good amount, mm-hmm. um, divided between everything they've watched, and that probably doesn't pay for that. Probably not at all. Anyways, so if you, why, if you're wondering why people from Final Destination Three were in this film, mm-hmm. and also Supernatural, can I guess? Yeah, is Eric Kripke tied to this in any way? No. Ah, oh, damn. That's the dude who much, made much the, okay. simpler than that. Never mind. Much, much, much simpler. Than I just that. know his name because he did The Boys and Supernatural, and a bunch of other stuff. And he's very good at what he does. No, they're just shot in the same area. Oh, you really? Know what that area is no Canada. Oh, oh, it's Canadian. Yeah. Oh, Final Destination's Canadian? No, just Final Destination Three is shot in Canada. Oh wow, I didn't know that. That's really interesting. They have some tax stuff. So is Supernatural. I also didn't know that. I didn't know that about Final Destination Three, but we're, when we were talking about it, I looked it up. And, yeah. Huh. That's cool. So that's a really interesting crossover just because they're shot in the same area. I didn't know this film was Canadian, but yeah. I'm going to be honest. Kind of, I don't know why, and this is esoteric and doesn't make any sense. It feels Canadian. Just ba- this movie, just based on my, my feelings now of the name, of what I've seen. No. Uh, that's like you pulling up Supernatural, looking at it for five seconds, going, "This feels Canadian." Sam could be Canadian. Yeah, but do you ever Dean look? Can't at, be Canadian. Do you look? Do you watch Supernatural and go, "Wow, this is a real Canadian show right here"? No, <laughs> I do that with Letterkenny. That's why there's the FBI agent. <laughs> yeah, I just thought I would make a dumb joke. All right, damn. I don't think you're making a joke. I think you're being serious, and now you're trying to hide. Why would I say that? That's an <laughs> absurd statement. I just said it because it was funny. Because it's you, Bob. Okay. Okay, well, that's all I got. Oh, that's it? Yeah. All right, let's go watch this uh, Canadian masterpiece. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We just <laughs> finished watching Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. I want you to know, 
He's not annoyed because of the movie. He actually really liked the mo- movie. He's annoyed because of something I did before we started recording. Yeah, he does it almost every time. <laughs> it's very funny for me. It's I frustrating. It gets, it gets me in a good mood. At least. I'm glad that's it, that's I'm what's glad, important. But I'm glad it puts you in a good mood. <laughs> it makes me angry. Are you an angry elf? <laughs> what? Are you an angry elf? Oh, I thought you if asked if I was an angry hoe, and I was like, I'm not an angry hoe. Mostly because I'm not a hoe. I am angry. I'm well, not a hoe. Well. <laughs> okay. Unrelated. <laughs> anyway. Good movie. Uh, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really good. I had a really good time. I couldn't keep the bit up. It was, I can't just go, I, that was, no. I can't keep a straight face. This movie made me laugh really hard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on that note, I am going to say, go watch it before you get any spoilers. Oh, for the love of God, go I watch mean, this movie. I don't remember, like, before I knew what the premise of this film was. But Bob didn't know no. really anything going in. I think we got halfway through the movie and you were, you went, this is not what I expected. Also, like, yeah, because I was like, all right, we're doing stuff, we're doing stuff. I was like, is there ever going to be a switch up or is this just the whole movie? And it was just the whole movie. I was so surprised. Um. So, yeah, uh, please go watch it before we spoil anything. But uh, if you're not going to take that warning seriously, I'm just going to start yeah. describing it. So we'll go into the summary right now. Final warning. Cool. Okay. So I think the best way to describe this film, just straight off the bat, is like a meta like spoof of, I'd say, like redneck horror movies. Yeah, that's pretty good. Of like... Specifically, like the early two thousands, mm-hmm. like uh, what? Wrong turn. Wrong turn's the one I think of. Uh, they even make a joke about someone eating someone's face. That was really funny. I enjoyed that. And it's very much a, a wrong turn. Uh, there's also some references to Deliverance spread throughout. Yeah, but yeah, the whole thing is kind of like a spoof of that like genre of horror movie of like kind of redneck inbred hillbilly cannibals horror. Usually there's cannibalism, usually there's inbred stuff, but hillbilly horror is what we're going to call it. Uh, And it's all basically a spoof of that genre, Mm -hmm. or at at the very least, it's a meta-commentary of that genre, and then a spoof on a horror movies In general, yeah. Yeah. And so, that sounds like an interesting premise. Good for you. Uh, because it is, and it's it's very funny, basically. It's so funny. Like, it's it's meta, which is great, but it usually uses the meta elements to just make fun of itself. Mm-hmm. And so getting into the summary, it's it's very simple, and it's kind of like what you'd expect in a lot of ways from a kind of cabin-in-the-woods situation, where basically it's a bunch of college kids, college kids. Uh, <laughs> going out into the woods to go camping and to smoke weed. And drink beer. Yep. And they're having a good time. They're skinny dipping. Mm-hmm. And one of their friends, she gets taken by the hillbillies. Ugh. And so they freak out. And they're like, we got to get her back. And they start, you know, trying to get her back. And those damn hillbillies just start start fighting back and murdering. And, uh, yeah, that's the summary, at least from the college kids' side of the story. Yeah. Because really what this film is, is it's a, it's a conversation on... And they, they, they literally spell it out for you. But it's a conversation on, like, what can happen from misunderstandings. Mm-hmm. Because, well, we get to see the college kids' side of the story. And that's, like, like this really super classic, like, not great, like, generic uh, mm-hmm. kind of cabin in the woods, 
hillbilly horror situation. What we mostly focus on is Tucker and Dale, who are just, they're in the middle of the woods because Tucker bought a vacation home yep. so that they can go out into the woods and, like, I assume they hunt, but primarily fish. Yep. It's like an old aban- abandoned cabin, so they're fixing it up. Tucker spent, like, all his money on it. And when they're out there, they're fishing one night, and they see this girl go swimming, and she gets startled. She falls off a rock, knocks herself out, and so they save her from drowning. Mm-hmm. And then while waiting for her friends to come and get her, because they ran off because, you know, they were scared. Mm-hmm. Not everyone does well under pressure. I think the line is <laughs> not everyone does well under crisis. <laughs> but um, while they're waiting for her, her friends to come and get her, random people just start killing themselves all over their property. <laughs> And, you know, mayhem ensues as both sides, like, freaking out. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty great. It's pretty A lot of great. funny. I-, I can't really get into it more than that without spoiling it. I- I've already given you enough. So many spoilers. Yeah. But a lot of the fun is seeing, like, the ludicrous lengths that things go <laughs> yes. to keep the misunderstanding going. It escalates so quickly. And not only, like, to keep the misunderstanding going, but to keep, like the body count rising without anything actually happening. Yes. It's great. So (laughs) good. This movie is just a series of tragic misunderstandings. Oh, and tragic accidents. Oh, my. That are just like the most deus ex machina thing ever. Oh, it's awesome. It's It's so insane. Yeah. And no, I honestly don't have much to say. I don't know. About the film outside that general premise because it's honestly very simple and not a lot happens in the film outside of that Mm -hmm. it's mostly like getting to watch events unfold that's the joy of it yeah so i think the only things i personally really want to comment on are some of like just the really obvious homage stuff right off the bat see i don't know any of this stuff so this would be cool no like the more general stuff because i I don't want to get into like specific spoilers of stuff uh, but I guess there's, like, a couple – well, there's one basic, like, really big uh, homage thing I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, because it stands out, and I know people can have issues with it. And that's the color palette of this film. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, this thing. I did have an issue with it's, this. Um, like I said, this film is primarily, like, a homage to, like, films from the early 2000s. And so one of the things you notice right away while watching this film is, like, the saturation is turned up really high. Mm-hmm. So everything looks, like, I don't know, faded and orange. Yeah. Almost. And it doesn't look good. No, I don't like it at all. But Bob's not aware of this yet because we haven't really watched films from that era. But this is how, like, so many mainstream horror movies looked for, like, a good, like, five, ten years in the early 2000s. Th- this is why horror, like, who said this was a good idea, man? And it's not great, but it was, like, a big fad. And it was especially <sighs> uh, a big fad among certain films that we'll watch at some point. That may or may not have shared similarities to this one's basic premise. Mm, if you can't I see. Figure out what I'm talking about. You want to take a stab in the dark? Wrong turn. No. No. Not that one. Other, other. Uh, hillbilly one. Hillbillies. More famous. Texas Chainsaw remake. Mm-hmm. That's dumb. Some of them are oversaturated, and there, there's a bunch of stuff that are like this. Uh, but that's the one that really comes out to me. That sucks. Being oversaturated. Because I really hate it. Yeah, it's not great. And it only works in this film because it's making fun of that genre, and they used it as a stylistic choice to make you realize what it's doing, and it's fine. But if I were to watch a serious film that looked like that, I could not take it seriously at all. I don't like it, but while I don't like it in general, I really, really, really like it in this film. And there's one reason, and it's not that it's referencing other films 
or like the genre at this period in time. Mm-hmm. The reason I really like it is it makes me feel like I'm in a horror movie. Oh, okay. Like it makes me very specifically feel like this event, the series of unfortunate <laughs> events is like inserted into a horror movie. And I don't know if you noticed, but at the very end, how it kind of went away. It did go. Because we're out of like the horror movie part of it where it's oh like my all the God. confusion. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a really cool tool. And I, I just wanted to bring it up because it's like kind of a turnoff. It's weird, but it's there purposely, and I love it. Mm. Uh, okay. respect there. The other thing I want to mention is kind of like the characters and dialogue. Oh, man. It's not good. No, but it's funny. But it's funny because it's not good. In, like, the best way possible. Mm-hmm. I'm mostly referring to, like, the side characters, not Tucker and Dale, but, like, mostly the college kids. They're very stereotypical. Oh, yeah. And some of their dialogues, like, really stupid. But it's stupid on purpose. But it's so reminiscent of, like, a thousand different pairs of college kids I've seen mm-hmm. in every other slasher movie ever. Exactly. We, like, start the film watching the college kids driving in a car, and they're st- talking about like well not we start the film after the cold open mm-hmm. we start the film watching these college kids and they're just giving the most stereotypical banter ever yeah like we open with chad who <sighs> fucking chad that's his name that is his name super stereotype right there oh yeah but he's talking about like everyone else is freaks because they're not in omega beta and then they all start going omega beta <laughs> it's so fucking dumb one of the guys is like <laughs> i brought the weed and then someone in the back's like, oh, my God, guys, we forgot the beer. And then they all start screaming. And it's just so stupid and over the top, but it's perfect. I think those are the two, like, very blatant homages that stick out right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so I do want to mention them right now. I mean, there's a bunch of other stuff that references, uh, like, other Hillbilly films. Oh, like yeah. I said Deliverance. Mad Deliverance vibes. Oh, really? At the very, very beginning. Okay. Before we get the whole, like, focus on Tucker and Dale. But, you know, let's see. Outside of that, I think we can mention the practical effects. Yeah, they're cool. They're pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty solid. There's a good amount of, like, CGI blood and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's all right. It's not bad. It's not, like, super egregious. None of the kills are, like, super gory, but they're bloody. They are bloody. And that's fun. Yeah. And they're also, like, pretty creative, but also in the most... I've seen this before, kind Exactly. Of way. They're creative, but not derivative of, like... They're not creative. There, there's something you've seen before, but it doesn't feel derivative because they do it in funny ways. Yeah. Where it's like, oh my god. And I think it's also because you know all the kills are going to happen yeah. before they happen. Insta- you're like, oh no. And it's like the most, this is super preventable kind of way. It's like, oh, that's really unfortunate that that just happened to that guy. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to mention? Yeah, I want to talk about specifically Tucker and Dale. Okay. Because they are so fucking funny. Oh, they have such a good, like, best friend relationship. They're, the chemistry between those two people in this film is so good because it makes all the ridiculous shit that is happening to them feel so much more. Like, so when you're, wa- when you're watching it from the college kids' perspective, they look like monsters. Oh, and their dialogue sounds like mon- bad. Yeah, sounds horrible. But when you're looking at it from Tucker and Dale's perspective, it's like... Oh my god, this is so horrible. Why are these college kids <laughs> killing themselves on our property? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, they both Tucker and Dale sell it so hard that these are all tragedies happening to them, but they do such a good job of playing it off of each other in ways when the college kids are witnessing them that they sound super evil. Yeah. And 
I just want to give props to both those actors. They're so good. Yeah, it's a really good uh, buddy film. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, and I love Tucker and Dale so much. Yeah, it's 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 really the thing, I think, that carries this movie. Oh, yeah. And so I think that needs to be, like, mentioned. Absolutely. They're so phenomenal. Oh, there's a dog, too. I, w- I do want to bring up Jangers. Jangers. I like Jangers. That's Dale's dog. He's very cool. Good yeah. dog. He's like an old hound. <laughs> Mastiff kind of mix. He's missing an eye. Yeah. I think he's blind in the other one, too, by the way. I think it's Milky. No, nah, it's just Blue. Oh, okay. He's, he looks kind of mean, but he's a sweetheart. Yeah, he looks mean as hell, but, <laughs> but he's, he's so like, sweet. probably dumber than Piper. Okay. I'm well, just joking. There's no one dumber than Piper. No, it's impossible. <laughs> My dog? Well, currently she's eating, but if she weren't, she would be looking empty eyes into nothingness, per usual. This is hard to talk about, because, like, I want to... There's not there's not a lot. There's yeah. Because once of it you give away the premise, it's like jokes and spoofs. Yeah. And then like goofy kills. But there's not a lot of meat there. And the meat that's there isn't like necessarily the best. Like this film works solely because some of the actors carry it and yeah. it's funny. Mm-hmm. I think the actors that really carry it. We we've talked about um Tyler Labine, mm-hmm. Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Uh but also Katrina Bowden, who plays Allison, mm-hmm. and then uh Jesse Moss who plays Chad. Chad is like maniacal. Oh, he's he's a maniac. He's a maniac, and it's awesome. But they all four carry it, uh, and they're really the heart of the film. Oh and, yeah, you know, props to all of them. And the thing is, like, the writing in this film, while terrible, it's terrible on purpose, and it has a reason to be terrible because they're making fun of these stereotypes and stuff. But it me, but it makes it to where like the side characters don't really matter. But that's kind of how it would be in a yeah. film like this. So it's fine. Everything works for the premise. Yeah, exactly. It's just like maybe not necessarily great. Mm-hmm. Uh, very funny, though. It's hilarious. Okay. Do you have anything else? No, I don't think so. Okay. I'm going to do a small spoiler section, though, because there's something I really want to talk about with you. Well, two things. Okay. Hi, everybody. This is Future Bob coming at you to let you know that if you do not want any major spoilers for this film, please skip to 51 minutes and 19 seconds immediately. Once again, if you do not want any major spoilers for this movie, please skip to 51 minutes and 19 seconds immediately. Okay. So, two things. First of all, I want to mention that, like, Allie's character mm-hmm. is there to, like, incite off, like, the misunderstandings, right? Yeah. But she's also there to be, like, very obviously state the premise of the whole movie. Yeah. In, like, the most meta way. Uh-huh. And I think it's both super lazy from a writing perspective, but also very, very funny because it's so plainly obvious. Well, <laughs> yes, but it makes... It makes the film so much funnier because you know exactly the premise. And also, the premise has been explained to the characters in the film. Yeah. And they just don't get it. Yeah, no. And that's what makes it so good. I, I love it. I just wanted to mention that I think it's it's really stupid how she's just like, yeah, I'm studying psychology. I think <laughs> misunderstanding caused a bunch of conflicts. Of and <laughs> doesn't realize it until way later in the film. Yep. I don't know. I, it's like peak B-movie writing. But at the same time, because it's in this film, it not only works, but is very, very funny. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that really quick because I think it's it's really, really fun. I think it adds a lot, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Because if you don't include that, not to say that this movie is high art or hard to understand, but some people might just not get it. Oh, and if you don't have that piece of information, it's like the film doesn't work as well because it's not nearly as funny. It also is part of what fleshes out Allie's character. Yeah, that's from true. Just like... Clumsy damsel in distress who keeps getting knocked out, which is so funny. So funny. To, 
oh, this is like an, an actual character with depth, which we yeah. learned throughout the film, which is also really nice because mm-hmm. she's not just like blonde college girl. She's yeah. more than that. All right. Aside from that, I just want to mention, and I, I want to mention this to you because I'm not sure if you like really thought this through. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be said. Okay. Chad's a maniac, right? Chad is a maniac. Like probably actually insane. Yes. Like clinically so. Because like the second something goes wrong, he's like, this is a great opportunity. I have this axe. I'm going to kill someone. Yeah. You want to call the cops? I'll you kill- should die. Yeah. I'm going to kill them by myself. Right? Crazy. That is not why he's super insane, though. Okay. This character's insane, or at least there's something wrong with him, because we learn, spoilers for the end of the film, that's why this is in the spoiler section. Ah, okay. His mom mm-hmm. was the survivor of, I think they call it the Memorial Day Massacre. Yeah. Somewhere out in the woods, her and a bunch of her friends were killed, and- from Chad's perspective, all he knows is that his mom was the lone survivor, and by the time he was born, she was, like, in a psychiatric ward. Institutionalized is what he says. Yeah, and so he was had he had to be raised by his grandma. Yep. Now, mega spoilers here. We eventually find out that, like, he's part hillbilly. Yeah, <laughs> which is Chad's whole thing. <laughs> Such a stupid bit, but I think it's very funny. It's like, you're part hillbilly. hillbilly. Yeah. No, no, that's impossible. You freaks are lying. <laughs> That's ridiculous. But he's part hillbilly because his mom was raped. By one of the hillbillies. Yeah, who just happens to look like Chad. With a beard. Which might be where he gets maybe some mental health issues. Yep. Because, well, hillbillies aren't the problem. Crazy murderers. Those are the problem. Those are the problem. Anyways, while Chad doesn't know that his dad's a hillbilly, he did know that his mom was, like, attacked mm-hmm. and all her friends were murdered. And so, assumedly... Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't think about this. He knows where that happened, which just happens to be the woods. Where they're camping. Where he brought all his friends to go camping. Oh, my God. Uh, This guy's a fucking crazy person. More importantly than that, it's heavily implied that I think the cabin that Tucker and Dale are, like, living in is the cabin owned by, like, the more more Memorial Day Massacre, like hillbillies, yeah, which is super close, super close to where um Chad and his friends mm-hmm. were camping. So my assumption here is he took them to the literal site of the massacre. No, he did. Yeah, he says they're buried underneath us. Yeah, that's fucked up. I didn't put all that together, which is a super fucked up thing to do. But my reading of that situation is that Chad was hoping. For hillbillies to attack him. So he could get revenge. So he could get revenge and just murder them. That's why he's like so like weird with the axe the whole time, even before like Yeah. He's so gung ho about some. murdering these hillbillies. Yeah. And Tucker and Dale have done nothing wrong. This is probably a plan he's been building for a while. Oh my at the god. Very beginning of the movie, someone's like, Whose plan was it to come out here anyways? And no one says anything. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just wanted to mention that because I wasn't sure. If no, you that's put good. It I, I had I didn't think about it. It didn't connect. I hadn't really considered. While we're in the spoiler section, mm-hmm. can we talk about the cold open. Yeah, I don't like it. Really? Okay, so it's a cool cold open because it. First of all, it's like found footage, mm-hmm. which is really weird because like it you watch weird. it and you're like, hey, is this a found footage movie? That's exactly what I did. Which you did, which is a cool trick. But also, I think it kind of tricks you into thinking that this is going to be, like, kind of an Evil Dead, like, Monsters in the Woods kind of situation. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what you thought. Uh, because you you only see a, a brief moment of, like, some form of deformed monster man. Mm-hmm. And I do think it is enough to trick you, which is kind of cool. 
and I, I like going for that as like a cold open because it keeps the, the joke going on longer before you realize it. Oh, yeah. It had me for the first like 45 minutes of the movie. And you think it was the cold open that did that? Yeah, it was the cold open and the setup. Okay. Which, I mean, fair enough. I can totally get behind that. The reason I don't like the cold open is two things. Okay. And I'm not sure if this is more because I'm more eagle-eyed than you or because you're still blind. Yep. Go get new glasses, Bob. I will. I'm going to start shaming you on the podcast so you do it. Don't do not do that. I'll do it after I move. Fair. Okay. That's, that's literally what I'm waiting on. But the reason I don't like it is two things. A, you can see who the monster man is. Yeah. It's kind of hard because they're like fucked up. But if you're you're paying really close attention, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if you're not being like super attentive in that moment, maybe it goes past you. It went over my head. But I remember watching it for the first time, seeing who that person was. And then being like, oh, so this person's going to end up here eventually. So I didn't like that because it spoils primarily the fact that, like, they're going to end up fucked up like that. Yeah. Uh, But the other thing I didn't like is then it closes the cold open with three days later. Mm, Three days earlier. Yeah, three days earlier, which is a nice, like, time establishment. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Uh, But that then does imply that this person got fucked up in the following events. And then survives them. Yeah, but I like that. I know, but it's kind of like a spoiler. I guess my point is, well, I can get behind, maybe it convinces you that this is going to be a different type of film. Mm -hmm. Or something like that. I would have preferred if this cold open was a end credit scene. Hmm. Maybe. I think that would have been a stronger one. Because then this movie would have just started on these college kids driving down the road, having a conversation in their car. I don't know. So I think the reason I like this cold open so much is because of the reasons you already stated with like com- confusing the audience and what type of film this will be. But also, I think it establishes super early on in the film what basically it makes everything that happens at the end of the film with this character feel better because he survives and he's become everything he hates. And you know he's stuck like that. I know. Uh, I guess my point is, but I'd rather see that at the end because I think that would also make this the beginning of the film stronger. Uh, because then it would have started exactly like a stereotypical movie. Mm. Bunch of college kids driving down the road. They pull into it, a gas station. <laughs> last stop gas. There's a bunch of creepy hillbillies there. Like, that's just how the the film would have started. And I yeah. think that, that would have been a much stronger start. Because we would have gotten, I don't know, like five, ten minutes into the film before they do the switch up in tone. Instead of having, like, cold open tone, cheesy movie tone, you know? I guess. I don't know. I like the cold open a lot. I think it, I don't know, I guess it just like sort of establishes. I'm not saying remove it. Something super early on that I enjoy coming back around at the end of the film. I know, but it, it re- if you see who that character is, it spoils the joke. You didn't see who the character was because you're blind. I can see who the character is, and that tells me immediately what type of film this is. I guess, yeah. It, I don't know, I think it's really hard to tell who it is. No, it's pretty easy. Is it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's it's super easy. But see, like, did you catch it on your first watch through? Yes. Really? Yes. Because I didn't catch it. That's why I said I know you can't catch it because it's like it's either your glasses or you don't pay attention as much as me. I think it's a little bit of both. I really don't pay that. I pay attention, but like, I think it's because you can't see. Maybe. But like the person in question, and this is at the cold open, so I don't care about talking about it too much. Has part of their face disfigured? Mm-hmm. Kind of like Two Face. Kind of. So yeah. literally half of their face is perfect. That is all you need to identify someone. And you get a good two seconds focused on their face. That is 100% enough to see who that is, especially because you see them in the next 
three seconds and it's a close up on their face again. Yeah. It just because you know this character ends up like that at the end of the film, it immediately tips you off that something's gonna go a little funky. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think if you just started the film off as like the what happens right after the cold open. Yeah. Where it's immediately like, Oh, this is a stereotypical hillbilly horror film that just would have been a stronger start for this what is essentially a spoof movie now i'm not saying you don't have a cold open i think having a cold open is really fun yeah especially because it can trick you into like leaning more into like this is a gonna be a cabin in the woods hillbilly horror movie kind of situation Mm -hmm. i think what they should have done is had a clip that we don't get to see from the memorial day massacre as the cold open Oh, maybe. That'd be kind of cool. I think that'd be a stronger opening because we get to see hillbillies killing someone and then we get to see these college kids driving into the woods. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's basically what we get to see in the cold open. No, because it also happens after. I guess that's fair. tells us it's the events. I think they should have, like, shown us some actual hillbillies killing people and been, like, 20 years later and then had these kids driving into the same area. Mm. God. Because it would trick you into thinking that's the film you're going to watch. Yeah. Maybe. A lot a lot better. I don't know. I just like the fact that the cold open came back around at the end of the film. No, that's it, great. It feels strong. But I think I I also just have an issue with that as a way to start films because I think it's spoilery in general. It's kind of like... Yeah, but I feel like in most films, or at least in this one, it had me anticipating something being like, what's going to happen that leads to that thing? You know what I mean? Yes, but when you do... I it think, almost preps my palate for the film. That's fair, but I think it's a, I think it's a cheap tool that filmmakers use. Mm. I also think it can weaken your dramatic tension because you know things are coming. Just in general, like in any film. It doesn't have to be a horror film when you do that. However, if you're going to use like, okay, this happens, and then we're like three days earlier, which, again, super cheesy. But if you're going to use it, I think the proper way to do it is you have that be like your rising action that you saw. And so then there's still stuff that happens after that. Mm, Showing maybe. the final moments of the film in the cold open, I think it's just a bad decision in general. Because it tells you the final moments of the film before you even watch the like watch the movie. It's the equivalent of like reading a book. You open it, you go to the last page, you read the last page, and then you start reading it. Some people do that, but it's really That's shitty. That's fucking weird. I know. Some people do it. Cause they're really? Like, I want to know what the ending is So maybe if I don't like it. Well, how do you know if you're going to like it if you haven't seen the rest of the movie? Exactly! Or rather, it's the book. Yeah, that's that's my point. Again, it's it's not a thing I like in movies, so maybe that's my issue. But I also think the way it's shot does not help its case, and that's not something you can judge it on because you can't see. But fair, I don't know. I just really like it personally, and I think it adds a lot when it comes to this film. Because no, it's it's cool because it's an. I think the reason you really like it is it's because an, it's an actual moment of like slasher killing mm-hmm. in this film that doesn't have that and that's kind of cool i guess but then again i i think i'd rather do the let's show it some hillbillies killing people 20 years earlier and then and then just still keep that in the film just have it be a post-credit scene yeah because this film really does deserve a post-credit scene you it really thought feels it has like one. it it should and i think part of that is i thought i think i was thinking of this because that clip just feels like it should have been at the end. Maybe. Like, it almost feels like they did an audience test with this at the post credit scene. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, no, nah, you need a cold open. And so they just clipped it and put it at the front. Yeah. That's really what it feels like. Because they even did the separate credits thing where it's like the quick credits and then the really long, slow crawl credits. Oh, yeah. And then usually you have the, the post credit scene in between those two. But instead, they just had a title sequence, which is weird. And again... Kind of feels like they maybe ripped something out and moved it somewhere else. See what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. I do. Sorry, I thought I had to sneeze. Uh, okay, I think we should go back, though. Yeah, sure. Okay.
All right, welcome back, party people. Hey, oh. I guess we're going to go see, I guess we're going to do recommendations, right? Yes. Oh, this is okay. All right, Bob. If you love a good movie about two best friends, this is a great best friend movie. Be honest. You want to see me and Bob in a film? Okay. That, I, would, <laughs> I didn't know if we were going to talk about that. <laughs> but yeah. Not necessarily personality-wise. Well, but a little bit. Maybe appearance-wise. <laughs> maybe I may look like Dale. And he may look a little bit like Tucker. Bob really looks like Dale. I really look like, like Dale. Ben doesn't look like Tucker. He's just not, <laughs> doesn't look like Dale. That's the problem. Uh, when Bob doesn't cut his hair for a while. <laughs> yeah, that was really the big thing. I was like, I need to grow my hair out. Ben mentioned maybe we should go to the convention looking like Tucker and Dale. And I kind of want to because it sounds really fun. Sounds But funny. we have to find the hat and the other hat. We have to find the hats. I'd also have to fi- get a flannel, cut the sleeves off, get some fake tattoos. Or just get some real tattoos. I don't know. Did you see the one on his arm? It's like a weird clown thing. I, I, he has a bunch of weird like, fucking tattoos. I wonder if that's his actual tattoo. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. But yeah, if you want a movie about two best friends, it's they are so funny together. If you want a scary horror, or not scary, a funny horror movie. A horror comedy. A horror comedy. This might. This is probably one of the best horror comedies I've ever seen in my life. It is, I, I shit you not, we have what? 57, 57 outtakes, outtakes, and they're just all Bob laughing. They're all just me chuckling. There was like a solid 15 minutes where I just did not stop laughing. I was just like just like cracking up over and over and over because this movie does not miss. It's so funny. If you like over-the-top blood and guts, not really guts, mostly blood. Over-the-top deaths. Deaths, gore, it's great for that. You're into violence and any like over the top violence. It's not that. It's not violent, but it's like cartoonishly violent. It's cartoonishly violent, but it's not like brutal. It's I guess fast. in any way, like because all the deaths are accidents and they're fast. Yeah. If you're into metal horror movies, this might be like the only metal horror movie I've friggin' seen. I'm trying to think. I can't think of anything else that's like this because we haven't seen Cabin in the Woods, which I know is metal horror and you really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's all my recommendations. I don't have any more. Okay. I think a lot of the same ones, I think if you're looking for a horror comedy, this is one of the best ones. If you're looking for a kind of meta movie that spoofs a genre of horror, also one of the better recommendations for that. But I mean, I think the real recommendation here is if you're like a fan of kind of 2000s to 2010 horror movies, you know, like the naughties style of horror, or at the very least have seen a bunch of them, uh, or you're just a fan of like killbilly horror movies. Yeah, if you're if you've seen or are a fan of either of those two things, uh, that really helps this film really hit with you. I mean, it makes it a lot of fun. Also, not necessarily a recommendation for any of you listeners, but if you have a friend who hasn't like heard of this movie at all, this is a really good fun like watch to show them. Yeah, like without any context, being like, I'm gonna put on this movie because like it's designed to trick you, mm-hmm. and so like watching it trick someone is a lot of fun. At least it was for me. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. All right, rate it, Bob. Okay, look, look, look. I here's where I'm. I, I see this a lot. I'm in a I'm in a hard spot because, like, objectively, it's not like the best movie ever. No, but if you look at it from a pers- perspective of it's trying to be a spoof film and it's trying to make fun of this genre. Now, I have not seen any films in the genre at all. No, but it is hilarious, and if it's at least funny. I mean, and the kills are over the top, and Alan Tudyk and Tyler Labine do an awesome job together, like, bouncing off each other. What was his name? Jason Moss? Something Moss. Whoever plays Chad. 
I don't think it's Jason. Jesse Moss. Jesse Moss. I knew it was a J. Jesse Moss is an amazing Chad. Also, you know what's really funny? What? His role in like Final Destination, which I think is how a lot of other people know him, mm-hmm. at least in the horror community, is not like Chad at all. That's funny. And it's <laughs> so weird. But I'm they like, all do. Fucking Chad, but you're likable here. What happened? <laughs> an amazing job. And also, the premise alone of this film is fucking insane. Oh, yeah. It is, like, one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. Simple premise. Insane execution and leaps in logic. Yeah, but it it all works because that's the vibe and the tone they're going for. It works because it's taken seriously. So. Or at the very least, unseriously. Like, I had a blast with this film. And this is a situation where, like, if I were to rate this just, like, purely on my own, I want to give it a five. Okay. But I can't. Because if you if you show this to somebody and you go in, yeah, let's watch this horror movie. It is a horror movie. Well, it's a horror comedy. It's a horror comedy. But, like, I could see someone coming out of this and going, that wasn't what I wanted, I guess. Or, like, coming in with the wrong expectations and being tricked by the cold open and then being disappointed with the results is, I guess, what I'm saying. Sure. <laughs> Four and a half. Okay. Yeah. Cool deal. All right. I guess it's my turn. Yeah. I don't think I have as hard of a time rating it as Bob. Like, I really like this film. I think it's a lot of fun. I do think it has some issues, though. Sure. I talked about the cold open thing, or I talked about the cold open a little bit on our spoiler section. Don't know if you heard that. And I I think that's a weak part in this film. I also think, well, some of the, like, dialogue and stuff like that is very reminiscent of horror movies. It's weak at times. Same with characterization. And then just generally, well, I think the premise is really fun. I wish they had kept up with, like, the whole this is a classic hillbilly killer movie for a little bit longer at the beginning. Mm. At least on maybe the college kid side, uh, at least with framing and everything like that. Because I think some of the strongest moments of the film, at least at first, are just seeing the college kids interact with Tucker and Dale before we get to learn who they are. Yeah. Great. I'm I'm just thinking about the thing at the beginning. with Because yeah. that made me laugh so fucking hard. It's great. I guess my point is that, like, well, I think this movie's great, and I think it hits its premise basically as as good as you'd expect. There are some issues with the film, and so I think I'm going to go with the 4.5, both because I think it, it hits the premise, and it really runs with it, and it mm-hmm. embraces it, and it it makes it very funny. And at the very least, it deserves a 4, and I'm going to give it a 4.5 just because I think I personally enjoy it, and I think some of the cast members really bring it home. But I, I can't give it a 5 in good conscience because, like, I even want if, to. Even if I can excuse a lot of the issues as, like, purposeful, there's a little bit too many for me to be like, this is perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. Four, 4.5, but I'm, I'm going to go with a, a 4.5. Okay. Uh, we're going to go to the outtakes now. <laughs> I, we said there's 57. 57. We got. That's a lot, man. We're You're not going to listen to 57. You might. If they're all good. You know, I'll if keep they're them all good, Bob will keep them in. What is the most we've done? What was that one we had? A, what, what was it? We had like 110 one time. <laughs> Yeah. Was that one cut of the dead? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, but I think these might be more usable. Anyways, tell us how many there is. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you guys in a minute. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the outtake section for this episode of Beware the Board. I hope you're enjoying our review of Tucker and Dale so far. I think this movie's super fucking funny and also just really, really fun. But if you do not want any spoilers from this outtake section... Please skip to an hour, seven minutes, and 26 seconds immediately. 
This first clip is Ben and I's reaction to this film's cold open. This is not a found footage film, I swear to God, I'll kill myself. You can feel it. What, what the fuck? Oh! Was that a bloody person? That's not good. Oh, Billy's dead. Oh, what the hell's wrong with that guy's face? Okay. It's cold open. This next clip is our reaction to Dale trying to introduce himself to the college kids. That's not menacing at all. Walking up with a <laughs> fucking farming scythe, bro? <laughs> What's wrong with Dale? He's trying to... He's trying to say hi. This next clip is our reaction to the flashback that we get of the Memorial Day Massacre. Oh! Oh! That was sick! That motherfucking sling saw blades like that? That was cool. Oh, machete in the neck. This next clip is our reaction to watching Tucker and Dale save Allison from drowning. <laughs> Dale! <laughs> Dale's so, going in after her. He's so graceful. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I knew this was going to end poorly for them, but I didn't think it was going to go this badly. This next clip is our reaction to learning the name of Dale's dog for the very first time. <laughs> Jangers? Yeah. I love Jangers. Good dog. This next clip is me being optimistic, but very, very wrong. I hope this is resolved peacefully. That would be nice. <laughs> Tucker, what are you doing? I just want the clip of you saying, I hope this is resolved peacefully. I do! <laughs> As it cuts to and Tucker with a chainsaw! chainsaw. <laughs> oh my god, this kid's gonna shit a brick. <laughs> Getting waved along. But I'm sure it'll be peaceful. <laughs> I just how much hate how much of a misunderstanding is happening right now. Because Tucker and Dale have done nothing wrong. No, they've been very helpful. I guess they... they... Oh, what's that, Bob? Is, is oh, that a my hornet's God. Nest? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's such a stupid plot point. <laughs> no, don't actually kill that kid. Don't hit. No. No, Tucker. Don't kill that guy. I think his name's Mitch. This next clip is our reaction to the first college kid suicide of this film. <gasps> that kid's a fucking idiot. And that's not Tucker's fault. And now he sees the bees. <laughs> This next clip is our reaction to how Tucker seems to treat all of his wounds. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. I saw into a bee's nest. Why? <laughs> oh, he's pouring beer on his fucking bites! 
This next clip is our reaction to more college kids committing suicide on Tucker and Dale's property. Oh! Oh, that's awful. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what does he have, like a pocket knife? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> this is the worst situation for them! This feels so bad! <laughs> this next clip is our reaction to the first time we find out that something may be a little wrong with Chad. <laughs> Chad's a maniac. Chad is a maniac. <laughs> Few little tiny murders. This next clip is our reaction to Tucker and Dale trying to clean up some of these college kids' suicides. Oh. Oh. That's a pretty... Oh, God. Oh. Just, ugh. Just overall gross. Pretty good torso. Yeah. It's to be that guy, though. Nah, that was probably painless. You think so? Yeah, because he went in head first. <laughs> Are they going to put him back in? This next clip is our reaction to Dale talking to the cop and just making everything so much worse. <laughs> God, Dale, <laughs> shut up! This next clip is me realizing I know exactly how this cop's going to die. Oh, no. Oh, my God. What's wrong, Bob? Oh, I know what's going to happen. Tell me. Tell me, Bob. This cop's going to die tragically. How's he going to die, Bob? He's going to run into the pole. <laughs> <laughs> no. They wouldn't set up something like that. This next clip is my reaction to learning that the college kids have taken a hostage of their own. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bubba's dangers. They did not. Did they hurt the dog? Tucker's <laughs> nuts. What the fuck? This next clip is our reaction to Tucker healing himself the only way he knows how. <laughs> Tucker has his priorities straight. <laughs> Loses two fingers, walks back to his house. Oh, he's drenching his fucking missing fingers in beer. Oh, Tucker's always down for a good beer. <laughs> Apply it directly to the wound. Yeah. For extra drunk. This next clip is our reaction to another series of very unfortunate events happening to Tucker and Dale. Oh, my God. This fucking... This is ridiculous. That's probably moonshine. <laughs> oh, God. No, Jason's burning to death. This next clip is our reaction to the final confrontation between Chad and Dale. Dale, you're so much bigger than that guy. He's a fucking twink. Just kick his ass. Just because he's big doesn't mean he's muscly. No, but he's just got that weight to throw around. You know what I mean? 
But also, I don't think Dale's ever been in a fight before. That was awesome. Even he was surprised at how well that went. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the outtakes. There were a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we do, you know, our close-up stuff, uh, I do have some announcements uh, and also some stuff that, like, we didn't talk about. That we probably should have. That we probably should have. But, like, you know how we are in this show. We do things differently every time. Because we forget. Nah, we plan it that way. <laughs> That's what <laughs> we were just joking about. But, no, we did not plan it this way. First of all, guy who's going to be at this convention, Tyler Bean. Yeah, Dale. Dale. That's going to be cool. I'm excited to meet him. Uh, second of all, we skipped the tagline earlier. Totally on purpose because of the spoilers, but uh, evil just messed with the wrong hillbillies. Oh, that's good, yeah. That's yeah. good. I wonder what the evil is. I wonder what the evil is, too. College kids. <laughs> College kids. <laughs> and they're very much friend. like <laughs> Dinkleberg from fucking Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the only other thing I want to mention is there was talks about a sequel to this at one point in time. But it's yeah, it's not gonna happen. That's sad. I would love to see a sequel to this. Could you imagine this? Except instead of Tucker and Dale versus Evil, like okay, so like the premise is not the same. Instead of them, like no, it was roughly titled uh, "Tucker and Dale Go to Yale" and would have, and it was described as "Goodwill Hunting meets Texas Chainsaw Massacre." I don't know what Goodwill Hunting is. It's a movie uh, set at a college. Okay, uh, I was thinking more like. I just, honest to God, I just want to see Tucker and Dale put into more horror movie-esque situations. Yeah. Like, throw them in a haunted house. That'd be awesome. Well, I think that was the point. It was like a college kind of massacre yeah. film. Ah, and it was with Tucker and Dale with Texas Bear. Chainsaw because, like, it's them, you mm. know? Okay. That's cool. But, like, while there was a lot of stuff talking about it in the works, even up to, like, 2016, uh, by 2017, it, they basically were like, nah, it's not going to happen. <sighs> That's sad. I would love to see it. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. It took seven years to get there, and then after seven years, it's kind of like, probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention, it's been 13 now. Yeah. Um, so everyone's a lot older. Yeah. Alan Tudyk is busy voice acting. But yeah, but I think he was voice acting back then. Yeah. That's fair. They're all just older. Uh, but I did want to mention that before we move on. Okay. For announcements. Guess what, guys? This was our last convention prep movie. I know. It's kind of a sad moment, but, like, kind of cool. We're through this series, and we don't have anything else to do for this convention for prep. However, I was about to say, I definitely know where this is going, However, it's not over. We have a new incredible thing to announce. So, we've had an issue for a while, right? That it's been taking us forever to watch movies on the board. And, uh, you know, doing this convention stuff has been really nice, because we get to watch a lot more movies than we would have. Doing the board. Yep. I mean, I think, I don't know. This is 20. Is it 20? This is 20 okay. exactly. So, this is and there the are only movie. That would take us <laughs> two boards, yep. at the very least, basically, uh, to get done. But they would have to be, like, a specific genre and stuff like that. And that's hard. Mm-hmm. And so, we're going to do something a little interesting and a little bit different. <sighs> I've been dreading this. We are going to cover... A big horror franchise. Like, not on the board. We're just going to watch it. Just going to watch it. Now, I don't think normally we would have done this. There is a reason. There is a reason. I kind of lied about the, the fact that we don't have to do any more convention prep. There's still more prep. There's basically going to be a bunch of people in 
a certain franchise at this convention. Mm-hmm. Like a like a bunch of final girls and just random actors and stuff. Yeah. And because like they're gonna all be there and that's cool, but also the fact that like I've been to this convention and they had screenings for this franchise there, I figured might as well watch it in case like a screening happens or something, so like nothing spoiled for Bob. And then we can go see it. Because it's super cool getting to watch like a classic horror movie with a bunch of horror fans around you in a movie theater. Oh, yeah. That's super rad. I it would love so to. so cool. So what we're going to do is we're going to watch that franchise. Uh, well, it sucks that it's not going to be on the board. Or at least the first movie or two are not going to be on the board. Yeah. Uh, this will be nice for us to like get it out of the way. To finish and complete a franchise. Especially because it's like one of the things we struggle with on the board is like Bob sometimes doesn't have background for stuff. Nope. Because like when we start talking about slashers, he's like, well, I've only really seen... A handful. Halloween as, like, the big slasher franchise and nothing else. And it's hard to reference stuff. So we're going to be watching one of those. And what we're going to be watching is... We're going to watch Friday the 13th. I'm so excited. I'm scared. I love it so much. Uh, We're going to be watching all 12 films. All 12. So you have that to look forward to now as extra content. I think this is going to be, like, our, our last bit of, like, heavy movie extra content for a while. Yeah. Hopefully. We need a break. Um, Because we need a break from that. But you have that to look forward to starting next Saturday, I guess. Yeah. Uh, The Saturday after this comes out. We're going to try and get all of those out, though, before the convention, I assume. We'll definitely be able to get all of them out before the convention. Unless we eventually decide to stagger them out. I'm thinking we're probably just going to do, and this is tentative, so don't take my word on this yet. Audience and Ben. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) We haven't really discussed this at all. Um, Because we don't know when this is going to end up coming out. So we don't know when we're going to get to start to release these. But I am ho- I just want to keep the Saturday-Monday schedule. Okay. And just do two a week. So one on Saturday, one on Monday, and then... That'd be six weeks. Yeah, which we have time for. Oh, do we have that for. time? Okay. Yes, I think so. And if not, there'll be one out on a Wednesday or something. Yeah. Point being is, we're going to watch all these before the convention. So we'll probably release them all uh, before then anyways, too. Yeah. So yeah, look for that. Now, that's not going to be a part of convention prep. I think that's going to be its own thing. Yeah. So... You know, going forward, we're not going to mention convention stuff on those episodes. Uh, just so if you just want to watch Friday the 13th stuff, that'll be its own, like, playlist by itself. Yep. So you don't have to worry about having the context of the convention. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those of you who've been watching the convention series from the beginning, thank you for sticking with us. It's over, Ben. It's over. I can't believe it. We almost, I'm going to spoil we almost had two other movies on this list. And Ben went, no, we're not doing those. No. <laughs> ben just went, we're not doing well, those. Well, because one of them, it was like, not that it was bad. No. It was They're just both like. good movies. The person had a too small of a role in that film. Yeah. And I was also like, this movie can go somewhere on the board. And then the other one was great. But then I was like, we're already using one big franchise on the board. We can't, yeah. we can't use another one. We can't do it. Here. That would be too bad. Yeah. Because it's, I really like this convention stuff. I'm really excited that we're just going to be able to knock all the. Friday the 13th stuff out now. Mm-hmm. Me too. Especially because, like, that'll be the first series we knock out. We're still working on Halloween. Oh, We have God. Leprechaun ahead of us at some point. I... We gotta knock those out. And so just being able to start one and knock it out immediately is great. Yeah. But I was like, we, I hate knocking out good movies not on the board, or at least yeah. starting them not on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I can only get away with it one time. I, uh... I'm st- I well, uh, Michael Myers update Halloween update on me. I fucking learned the epithet for like I think it's seven, and I'm gonna blow my brains oh, out. Oh, where'd you learn it? Who do I have to kill? Darcy. Yeah. There were boobs in that movie, and she retweeted pictures of boobs. I'm gonna find her. 
I met her before. She's really nice. Motherfucking curse of Michael Myers. Get out of here. Colt curse. Well, he is a curse. I'm over on it. On the people of Haddonfield. He is a menace, in you, fact. He doesn't have to be a cult movie. It's just because he's a curse. I, I'm I'm dreading. <laughs> I'm dreading Halloween 6, 7, and mm. 8. We already watched 6. No, we watched... F- no, we watched 5. No, cult is... Cult six, is 6, right? yeah. Those are the only ones we haven't seen except for the new ones. Mm, no. 6, 7, 8? Because no. 9 and 10 are... No. Oh, really? Yeah, you just skipped a bunch. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you skipped... Uh, There's a bunch... I think you skipped two. Okay. Two after? Irrelevant. We need to stop talking about Michael Myers yeah. on the podcast. We talk about him a lot. Because <laughs> he's the only basis for a slasher guy you got. Yeah. To Victor Crowley. And like, well, that's the, those are good movies. Good movies, but he's not like super iconic in the same way Michael is. It's true. It's true. Just because he's not necessarily super original. He's a compiled version of a bunch of other slashers together. Yeah, but I still love him. In fact, he's maybe a compiled version of a very specific one played by maybe the same actor. <laughs> I was about to say, maybe the same guy. <laughs> who Who is Kane Hodder played that we're also going to be watching another franchise of? I don't know. <laughs> Lepre- a leprechaun. Yeah. Kane Hodder was leprechaun. You know, Kane Hodder's Warwick Davis. Same size. Same size. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, we need to go. That's announcements out of the way. So I'm just going to get into our whole spiel. As always, check us out uh, wherever you get your podcasts. You're probably listening to us somewhere right now. We're there. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, other interweb places. Uh, We're also on YouTube if you want to watch us there for whatever reason. Uh, If you are watching us there, it's a nice place to uh, show us some love. We can see your subscriptions and your likes and stuff like that. That's always cool. You can also communicate uh, with us on YouTube. You know, send us some comments in the comment section of videos. We do read those. Yeah, we do. We do appreciate them, even if we don't always... Agree with them. Agree with them. It is super cool to hear what you guys think. Because oh, absolutely. I like getting different perspectives on stuff, and it makes me rethink, uh, I think, my thoughts sometimes. Additionally, if you want to talk to us, or more specifically Bob, you can communicate with him on Twitter. Uh, it's a really good place to, uh, hey, you know, give him some, like, maybe stuff for, like, random movies, or maybe some... uh. I don't know, random category uh, suggestions. You can also tell him if you like how he's running the whole Twitter thing. Because, like, I would like to know if he's doing a good job. I don't have Twitter, so tell him. Tell him he's doing a good or a bad job. Uh, And then he'll tell me because I need to know. Because if he's doing a bad job, I'm going to take his tweeting fingers. I was wondering where you were going to go with that one. That was good. good Maybe he'll get him back. Maybe I'll get him back. Maybe... Maybe well, not. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully we'll get them back. <laughs> Maybe I need, not all of them. I need my fingers. Like Ben said, check us out on Twitter, at Beware the Board. It's where I post updates about the show, information about the show. Basically, anything you need about the show, need to know about the show goes on our Twitter. On Mondays, I post a spoiler post for that Friday's episode, which is basically a hidden movie cover that you can reveal to see what it is and then watch the movie before we do. So that whenever we're talking about the movie, being really vague about stuff, or spoiling the movie, you don't have to deal with spoilers on Whatever day an episode goes up, which is usually Friday. Saturday. Saturday. Monday. Monday. Wednesday. A rare Wednesday episode. (laughs) Any other day of the week? Any time. Have we hit every day of the week yet? Yes, for sure. Absolutely. There's no (laughs) fucking way we haven't. There's no way we have not. It's a weird day, like Tuesday. (laughs) No, we've done Tuesday. Okay, we've done Wednesday. We've definitely done Thursday. We've done Thursday. And we've done Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, we've done everything. We've done everything. Every day of the week. What about Wumbo? (laughs) 
not done a Wumbo make sense. <laughs> like I was saying, for Ben rudely interrupting me with a Wumbo joke. The study of Wumbology. <laughs> whatever day an episode goes live, I post a link to the episode on our Twitter. So if you've ever missed an upload, wonder what something went up, there's always a link on our Twitter. It may be an associated meme, depending on the week. Or if Ben has thinks something is funny enough to make yeah, a meme about. Hopefully they get sent to you, right? Hopefully I'm still I mad the, about that other one. I, you were so mad. And it was I so ha- funny. I, I have the fixed version, and I'm just going to send it to you, so eventually you can post oh, it on actually, YouTube. Oh, actually, do send it to me. I'll put it on YouTube. Yeah, you can put the other ones up there, too. Yeah, I will do that. I need to do that. Thank you for reminding me. Because uh, engage with our YouTube audience. Yeah, it's good engagement. Give engage some with. love. Last thing, check us out on TikTok and YouTube Shorts at Beware the Board. It's where we post short-form content about the show. We pull old outtakes from old episodes. We pull new content from old episodes where I go back through and re-scrub old footage for new stuff. So if you're into short-form content and you like the show, check us out at Beware the Board on TikTok and on YouTube Shorts. It happens very slowly, guys. It Look, the problem is we're doing this convention prep stuff. I do not have the fucking time. <laughs> no, we're recording like... We're recording three times a week. Three or four episodes a week. Three or four episodes a week. And then I'm pumping out, like editing... Three or four episodes a week on top of my day job. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm i sorry. I'm putting... I When I have the time, I do take the time to make TikToks and stuff and send them to Ben. And sometimes Ben just goes, no. I don't. Think or he goes, they're yet. fine. And I then I'm just I like, usually damn. They're fine. I don't think I've said no to anything. You yet. have. You've knowed me once or twice. But it was because I cut one and maybe it's not appropriate. Mm, that sounds about It right. came from Tetsuo. <laughs> There was one from Tetsuo that I cut, and you went, you cannot put that on the internet. And I went, why not? And you went, no. And I was like, okay, fair enough. That movie's wild. Oh, is it? Yep. The movies are crazy. Yeah, it was that. Exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about right now. You know exactly what I'm uh, talking about. Visual jokes. <laughs> visual jokes on the audio podcast. I think that's our last thing, Ben. All right. Well, uh, see you guys uh, next time. Yeah. We'll uh, see you guys next time. <laughs>